Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. Okay, so my motivational quote that, quote that I'd like to start with um, is about eating, healing, and transforming yourself. And the quote is by um, Hippocrates, and it says, food is thy medicine. Do we really need anything more? Hmm, let's see how our discussion goes. So we've always heard um, that you get out what you put into it. And in the case of our bodies, hmm, isn't that the truth? Food is really fuel. So how do we provide that high-quality fuel um, that doesn't gunk up the works, our inner workings, and keep our motors humming along? So I'm really excited uh, to introduce my guest, Alicia Lazan. Uh, she's an expert in nutrition and can help us resolve issues of, yes, you've heard it here first, bloating, fatigue, and gas, all the things that we don't want to talk about. Uh, she's one of the founders of Holtrician Wellness, and she's going to share some awesome, simple dietary options to minimize those stomach issues to help us all feel better and help us all stop that gunk buildup in our fuel system. So welcome, Alicia. Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I know, right? Here's You know how Dr. Oz always talks about, like, poop and stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, right, all those topics we don't want to talk about. Well, on Architecture Change, we're talking about bloating, fatigue, and gas, all of those wonderful things that none of us really want to admit that we do or go through, right? Exactly, exactly. And those are the main <laughs> symptoms that most of my clients, at least, uh, complain about. Hmm. Now, when, when, okay, your clients, when they come to you, right, what, yeah. what are some, are these, these are the issues, okay, I get that. So why, why are they coming to you in the framework of, of help? Can you, can you share about? Sure. Well, they, most people don't understand that food plays a big role in how they feel. So most of the times they're going to the doctors and, you know, they're being put on medications and no, and mm. nobody really knows what's going on with them. But a lot of the times throughout, people start doing research and they become sort of their own health advocate. Excellent. And they realize that what I'm eating, what I'm putting into my body is actually affecting me more than I thought. So they seek out nutritionists because uh, let's be honest, people look at the media and there is so much mis misconstrued information out there and people really don't know what's healthy and, and what's, what's not healthy. So they come to me for guidance on, well, what can I eat? What is wrong with me? How do I fix it? And tell me what I'm able to eat. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny is I know everybody that's listening is saying, yeah, Every time you turn on the news and they're talking about nutrition, and again, I reference Dr. Oz, but any of those kind of health shows, and when they start talking about all the things you can't eat, all the things you should eat, and you're look, listening going, well, I don't like that. I don't like that. Or all the things you do like, even though, even though we think they're healthy choices, they really end up not being healthy choices. So I agree with you. I think that the media confuses us and I know the listeners are probably saying yeah can we eat anything <laughs> can we drink anything can we even breathe the air without it in impacting you know our health exactly it's and that's, yeah, it's scary. that's correct and it's very frustrating for a lot of consumers who really are trying to live a healthy lifestyle and eat healthy and they're buying into you know all of these things that the media is saying and they're still not feeling better so it becomes, right. you know, very aggravating for a lot of people. And that's where I feel like I come in. Um, and my approach is a whole food. We do whole food-based food plans. So nothing artificial, um, nothing boxed or frozen. It's all whole food back to nature. I give them protocols and they look at the protocols and they're like, wow, like I can eat chicken. And it's really funny because people really do forgot what real food is. We're yes. so used to the convenience and the boxes and sticking things in microwaves and eating it. So 
where they look and they're like, wow, I can eat real food, chicken, but we forgot where we've come from. So I think that's yeah. a big a big issue. And again, I think, yes, and I agree, and everybody's listening and going, uh-huh, uh-huh, so, you know, like, what do we do? Because, it, honestly, and I have to be honest with you, Alicia, I don't, I sometimes don't know what is healthy anymore. You know, you read articles that even, beware of salads. <laughs> oh, my God, I, we can't even eat salads anymore. So, I, I, yes, I think we want to demystify today, and I do, I have a question for you. We're definitely going to talk about how that gut health can really determine the well-being, energy level, and all of that. Does it also impact, and I know, again, we're talking about a weird topic here, like one of those, you know, things, ooh, you shouldn't be talking about this, but does it also impact our sex drive? Absolutely. So it, it, it really does all go together. Yes, absolutely does. You know, and and... I bet people are thinking, yeah, when I feel bloated, you know, I don't feel very romantic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's very true. I mean, when people come to me, um, one of the questions on my questionnaire actually is libido. How is your libido? And yeah. most people are like, no, it's shot. I mean, it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and as you become healthy, it's, you know. It's, again, what we're fueling our body with. We don't have the energy at the end of the day to even be right. romantic, you know, exactly. with, with our partners. Yeah, it's sad. So, all right, let's start by talking about what are the causes for the bloating, fatigue, and gas. I, I know that you sent me an outline, and we kind of outlined it into three categories. So can you discuss each of them, and then we'll break them out individually for the listeners to, you know, kind of figure out where they fall? Sure. So the three main things are yeast overgrowth, leaky gut syndrome, and food allergies. Mm-hmm. Those those are like the three ba- most basic common things that most people may be dealing with that mm-hmm. are contributing to the symptoms that they're having of um, lack of energy, fatigue, anything like that. But yes, we can definitely break them down and go through them more in depth. And it's funny because yeast overgrowth you know, with the stomach, I've I've heard of that, but I'm I'm curious. Listeners might not even know what that means. The food allergies. I think we all know someone who has some form of a, of an allergy. And then right. the last one, the leaky gut. I have to be honest. I until I met you, I didn't. I had never really heard of that. So I would think that many of my listeners are like, "What the heck is a leaky gut?" And by the way, it sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I picture something oozing and just downright gross, you know what I mean? Right, absolutely. And then you think about your body, right? That's what's happening inside of your body. And people wonder yeah. why they don't feel well and they're always sick. And it's yeah. because so I love these issues. That's just a very good visual word. So I think people are thinking leaky gut. So let's start, let's start with the yeast overgrowth. If you could go through, kind of define that for us and how do you even test for these things so that we can go back and figure out if we have Right. So yeast overgrowth, um, your intestines are covered with thousands of bacteria. And it's good bugs, right? People have probably heard of probiotics. Well, probiotics help with maintaining those good bugs and that good digestion. But what happens when you have yeast overgrowth is the bad bugs actually overtake the good bugs. And this is what happens when yeast takes over. So Does, yeast is, let, me, uh, yeah. let me ask you a question, Alicia. Does the, the probiotics keep balance, kills the bad? I, I, don't, I don't know what probiotic does. Yes. So pro, probiotics help um, regulate your good bacteria. So okay. it will help balance out and it will kind of crowd out the bad bugs. So what happens when you have a yeast overgrowth is most likely you are lacking in your probiotic status. Okay. So general symptoms of of yeast overgrowth could be chronic fatigue, loss of energy, decreased libido, the inability to concentrate, irritability, bloating, gas, cramping, uh, diarrhea, constipation. So it's very broad, but um, <laughs> these are the symptoms of of yeast overgrowth, and most people really don't know 
that they have it. So, like you said, how do we test for these things? Well, a, a stool test would actually show if you have a yeast overgrowth. It would show actually how much yeast you have in your body. It will okay. actually also show the probiotic status. So um, it shows each strand of probiotic and what which ones you may be lacking in and which ones you have enough of. So it's very in-depth. It's a very in-depth test, and that's the only accurate test for yeast overgrowth. And is that because the stool, the out, the output, <laughs> yes. yeah. after we process everything, because it goes through that whole process, and then the poop that comes out, it's been through the process, so that's why the testing is so accurate? Yes, yes. And um, I'm glad you said poop because <laughs> in my field, that is all we do and all we say and talk about is poop. <laughs> I know. Isn't that just a beautiful thing? <laughs> you know what's it funny? Is. We don't, but, but Alicia, we don't want to talk about it. But, hey, don't we do it every day, every one of us humans out there? So yes. I think this yes. is really important. Now, that, Okay, so now all of those symptoms that you gave, I think everyone is sitting there going, hmm. I have several of those going on. So, okay, here's a clear test that we can take to see if, in fact, we really do have a yeast overgrowth, right? right. Do you buy that in the store? Do they have to go through a nutritionist? Like, how do you, how do, you do, I understand how you do the test. Don't, you don't have to tell us right. that. But how do you get the test? You would have to go through a clinician or a doctor. Um, okay. And they would have to order the test for you okay and it usually takes about four weeks now I wouldn't just go on a yeast-free cleanse or diet if you must um before you know because the the diet is extremely strict so Mm. if you really suspect you have a yeast overgrowth I would definitely do the stool test first to rule it out to see what's going on now, can I can I ask you another question here? All right. Yes. So that's great. So they do have to go through specialists in order to get the test ordered. Then they, you send it out, and it's about four weeks to get the actual results, whether you do or do not have yeast overgrowth. Okay. Can they and and can they get this information from you at your website or email you? Like, how could people get to you to be able to determine? Do you have to have face-to-face meetings? Can you have um, over-the-phone consultation? How does that work for for a customer? Because I I bet a lot of our um, listeners are working and we're running, you know, and the time to sometimes fit in, we put ourselves last and we think, yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, I'll get to it. So I'm just curious, folks like you, do you do phone consults that you can have these tests done and then coach via phone, or is it really more of a face-to-face so that they should do research to find someone? I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. You, I do phone consults and Skype as well. So if someone was, you know, didn't have time or they were too far, um, I can absolutely do any of those things. That's the great thing about technology these days. Yeah, um, Skype. Obviously, face-to-face, um, I like better. I'm a very big people person but yes um i understand this day and age and i've accommodated people who just need to do phone or skype so that is not a problem yes i know because you're young and you love this technology <laughs> right it, i'll tell exactly. you though, right the technology really does make you more accessible to so many people um, and, and you and I have had many conversations you know over the past year I met you last year and you you talk simple you, you know where people can listen and say oh okay I get that yeah I get that so I, I think that's important too people have to understand the person they're communicating with so I love that you'll do the food phone consult as well or that Skype um, consult as well because I think that's uh, real important for people who are just crazy busy, right? So, okay, so they're the symptoms of yeast overgrowth, which everybody, does that all sound like, okay, this could be me, right? So now let's let's, uh, take one quick break, Alicia, and then we come back. I want to go to the leaky gut. You know I'm dying to talk about this (laughs) leaky gut (laughs) because you love that word. (laughs) 
I do. And you know what I'm visualizing in my head? You know, like these Spider-Man movies and these people like drink, you know, crazy things or they get injected with a spider and they go through these metamorphoses. I'm picturing like somebody with green gushing out of Oh, <laughs> I know. Disgusting, like supernatural, right? So let's take a quick break and then we're going to talk about leaky gut and the, the uh, symptoms and all of that to, to help educate uh, the listeners. Okay, so let's take a quick break. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we are back with Alicia Lazan, and we are talking about gut disgusting things, disgusting symptoms like gas and bloating and, and all of those wonderful things that none of us want to admit that we do. So the next thing on our list is that leaky gut. And can you, can you just tell us the importance of leaky gut, the digestive lining and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So our digestive lining is really a barrier. It serves as a barrier function and it has very small holes that it allows only certain substances to go through. What happens with leaky gut is those holes become bigger. When, oh. What happens when you have bigger holes is more, more things pass through that ordinarily that shouldn't. couldn't or wouldn't or shouldn't. So that's, mm. that's the issue with leaky gut. Um, so most of the time what happens is those, those food particles will pass through and leak into your bloodstream, so <sighs> which will cause allergies, which obviously we'll go into next. But in my opinion, leaky gut is like the base and cause of a lot of issues. Um, I think that it's a, it's a very systemic condition, and it it starts with leaky gut, and it translates to your yeast overgrowth, your food allergies, and other autoimmune issues. How many people do you find that you consult with or help have ultimately have the leaky gut? Well, I cannot diagnose anyone with leaky gut, but I can suspect that they have it. And pretty much mm. 99% of my clients have leaky gut. Really? And I, it, it, is it all varying degrees? Yes. Some people are mm. a little bit more sensitive than others. Um, but most of my clients have a lot of food allergies. So, like I said, the, the whole food allergy issue, um, if you have more than one or two food allergies, you most likely have a leaky gut. Really? Yeah. Can you be born, can you be born with leaky gut? No, you cannot. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> you really want me to get into that. I may need three hours of your time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know you're so knowledgeable. But you cannot be born with leaky gut, but the, let's just say the society, the process of things from when you're born does not promote a healthy gut from the day, wow. you know, from the day you're born. If you're not breastfed, that's one hit on your gut. Um, you know, if you're, really? yeah, if you're, you're drinking soy formulas or anything like that, that can have an impact. Um it's just the, you know, I know the whole controversial issue of vaccines, right? Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that could, that's another hit on your immune system and your gut. So from the day you're born, you're really setting your yourself up or, you know, your child up for, you know, for leaky gut or to have a healthy gut. Um, right. But most people don't really know. They don't have the knowledge of how to, how to not have that or how to, you know, nip it in the butt early. Okay, so with that said, with that said, what are the main culprits 
that that's an example from birth, which is, I have to just comment, everybody's listening probably saying, holy smoke, it's almost like we're doomed again because of all the crap that we really do eat and put in our body, plus, you know, not eating organic. I've had people on, we've talked about the organic and all the pesticides. So all of that, I would think, impacts this. But what do you think, or what in your studies, come out to be the main culprits that cause this leaky gut? just so that we could kind of define and maybe help everybody get control over. Okay. Well, um, if you're taking NSAIDs, you know, or any antibiotic, those, those cause leaky gut, which most people, you know, do take, um, alcohol, (laughs) lovely alcohol. (laughs) I was hoping that didn't list my wine. (laughs) Um, you know, hormonal imbalances, mm. digestive issues, um, out, like I said, food allergies, un- you know, hidden food allergies cause leaky gut. Um, it's, it, it, the not the, you know, the, the eight, they call it like the eight food allergies. Like, um, if you're allergic to any of those, like shellfish, nuts, uh, dairy, gluten, anything like that, that's all that all contributes to leaky gut because if you keep eating it and you're allergic to it and you're, then your gut becomes essentially becomes incapable because the, the proteins in those foods start to tear up your gut and make those holes. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a big deal. Um, I'm I'm picturing in my, I'm picturing in my head, um, almost like acid. It's almost like an acid that we put into our bodies to some extent, and and it eats that lining away. If I'm understanding this correctly, yes, that's exactly what it is. Thank you for for putting it like that. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And and what? Okay, so we know the symptoms of yeast growth, which everybody's saying, yeah, me, me. So now we got what are typical or what are typical examples of symptoms that people should say, yikes, maybe I should address this. Okay, so like we've been talking about, right, gas, bloating, diarrhea, IBS. Um, If you have seasonal Mm -hmm. allergies or asthma, if you have PCOS or really bad PMS, if you have autoimmune, autoimmune and leaky gut are, there's been a ton of research out there about this, like Hashimoto's, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, psoriasis, celiac. Um, that's all directly, could be directly linked to leaky gut. Wow. Chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, even ADD, ADHD, anxiety, skin issues. People don't realize skin. Skin's your biggest organ. So if something is going on in your gut, it's going to show up on your skin. It's going to try, your body is very smart and it wants to let things out. And where's the first place it may let it out is your skin, right? It's like the biggest right. organ. So like we said, the diagnosis of candida or food allergies, that all, that's all uh, pertaining to leaky gut. So rashes, you eat strawberries and you get a rash. Right. That, that's your body working, which is probably a good thing because it's trying to push it out. But on the same token, internally, the things we can see is that irritation to that stomach lining and that bur- right. almost the burning effect, right? Is that exactly. my understanding of it? Okay. So, okay, again, you're scaring me because I think everybody's listening going, oh, my goodness, I have several of those. I get, I have rosacea or um, what's the one that you get? um, Psoriasis, uh, eczema. Psoriasis, eczema, yes. Is that all, not necessarily, but is that a good indicator that leaky gut might be the culprit of that reaction, like the cause and the effect? Yes, um, but in saying that, it also could be a gluten intolerance. So lots, a lot of research came out with psoriasis and gluten. And if you cut the gluten out of your diet, you actually can really heal your skin condition. Okay, so now again, another question. Uh, gluten, I know that has been all over the news. Everybody's like, don't eat gluten, gluten-free. You know, restaurants are yeah. carrying gluten-free items, all of that. Can you... Again, I'm assuming a lot of people, probably like myself, don't really know what is gluten. So can you define that for us? What, what, does, what is gluten? And, and I think it's in a lot of stuff. 
Yeah. So gluten is in all the yummy things, right? Like yeah. pizza and cake and cookies and breads and pastas. Um, wheat. Wheat, rye, barley, oats. That is where gluten is found. Now, uh, gluten itself, it, it consists of different proteins, like gliadins, um, that's a protein in gluten. That's what a lot of people are allergic to. So hmm. that is what, most, you know, the good food, <laughs> the tasty food, right? Um, so that's what, what happens when when you eat gluten. Uh, these gliadins actually start attaching themselves to, it could either be your thyroid, which causes the autoimmune, or attacks your gut, which is celiac. So it's a very insidious protein, uh, gluten is. So you know, you, you hear about gluten-free and gluten-free products, and that's, you know, that's fine. But again, just because someone's going gluten-free and get buying gluten-free cookies instead of normal cookies, I mean, that still is, um, you, you've heard of that. Like, that's still like that gimmick, right? Like, I'm going gluten-free, and then you see everyone just buying gluten-free chips and cookies and pastas. But, but there's still bad stuff in that. It's still, right. It's still high glycemic, which means it still turns to sugar quickly, um, but you, you really want to stick to all whole foods. And most of my clients will be like, oh, my God, I can't eat gluten. What do I eat? <laughs> and they're shocked and they don't know what to eat. Um, what I, the best advice I could say is go back to nature. You know, if, if nature, nature provided huh. it, eat it. Just provide fruits, vegetables, um, and animal protein and fish. So it's interesting. My, my quote that I picked today, you kind of hit it in a nutshell by Hippocrates, food is thy medicine. And isn't that the truth? The nat- nat- nature, natural made, right. God-given stuff right on our earth, that's really our medicine cabinet or should be our medicine cabinet. That's absolutely true. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I'll tell you a little bit of my own experience real quick. But the way I actually got into this field was I was having a lot of stomach issues. Ever since I was a kid, and who knew back then, right? My mom uh-huh, would be like, uh-huh. Alicia, it's anxiety, it's this, I'd go to the doctors, they'd say it's yes. And as I got older, it got worse. And I was exhausted and all these stomach cramps and, and issues. And I finally started working for a nutritionist, and he, helped, he did an elimination diet. And that elimination diet showed that I was very allergic to gluten and dairy. So I cut, yeah, once I cut those all out, I started feeling a lot better. But then I was dealing with leaky gut. So I, I had to, you know, fix up my gut. I had to, had to do that. And then I, I started feeling better. But it took a long time. And I thought an overnight process. But, you know, it, it's doable. It just takes time. How long so, did it take you? How long did it take you personally? Honestly, I'm still going I'm still going through it. Um, I have a lot of food allergies, and um, I'm not as bad as I was a few years ago. But it's taking me a few a good a good few years, <laughs> at least five years from what I found out. Um, and it's still it's still not easy. I'm you know as you know I'm a very basic clean eater, um, yeah. and that's just the way I live my life because it's very difficult. It's not worth it for me to cheat on a piece of bread or something because I will become very sick. Really? So for me, right. Yeah. So for me, you know, but I also grew up on the microwave cues. Um, mm. I was taking Tylenol all the time. I was not breastfed. I, you know, my mom loved her to death, but <laughs> she was working. My dad was working and they, mm-hmm. just, you know, the convenience of the microwave and the fast foods was a big, a big part of my life. Um, so now this is yeah. sounding, I'm sure this is sounding, Alicia, you know, yes, your mom did the best she could. Dad did the best they right. could because we're, we're running. And I think our listeners are saying, holy smokes, you know, I, that I do do fast food or I do do the frozen foods or I do do, um, you know, like you buy the frozen vegetables and you steam them and add them to whatever the meal is. We, we have become a, a society of convenience because of, just working and being tired when you get home and all those things. So here's here's the other thing I'm hearing, and and I'm sure everybody else is is kind of relating to this. It's a lot of work to truly get healthy and and heal all of that damage that we've done over the past, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, depending on our age, 
correct? Right. You're you're Absolutely. in your you're yeah. are you where are you thirty or are you still in your twenties? I'm I'm still in my twenties. You're still in your twenties. Okay, so in that that twenty something year that you've been eating incorrectly, exactly. okay, right. not for anybody's fault, it just is what it is. Right. And you're still you're still figuring out things that you can't eat as well, and you're eating a very pure diet, which is wonderful. So it's work, and I think that scares people. Here's the thing: I think it has to get really bad. Like you were saying, you you felt like crap every day. How how long right. can you go through that before you say, you know, enough of the madness? I got to get off this carousel and try to, you know, remedy myself or help myself. So leaky gut. If people are are listening, saying, "Holy smokes, I might have this," you said there's no tests per se. No. So how do you, how do you kind of diagnose? Um, you know, the patient. And before you answer that, I just want to, I think everybody is saying, oh my goodness, um, I really think I need to talk to Alicia. (laughs) So (laughs) I just want to just kind of um, pause here. And, you know, for those of us that that are working, coming home tired, have younger children in school, sports, um, you know, stressful jobs, all of those things. And we do take, and, I, and I'm, this is not a put down, it, it's a reality, the easy way out by doing these fast foods, frozen dinners, et cetera. Um, it's very hard, I, I, I think, for most people to spend the day Sunday cooking for the whole week and, and all these things. So, and I know we're talking about bloating and gas and all these horrible, horrible things that our body does to us. <laughs> I bet. I bet, Alicia, that people have embarrassing stories where maybe the kid went to school, you know, when they're little, and they go, oh, my dad was farting all night last night, and my mom was yelling at him to stop. You know, I've been in the classroom where kids have shared these very personal stories. So I would love for people who either are having these stomach issues or have those embarrassing stories where something that you don't ever want to happen to you, like farting in public, um, has Mm. happened to you please shoot me an email and tell me your story because I really would like to share with everyone um, that we're not alone and I think a lot of us are going through this. So please email me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com, but I'm going to spell it. So Connie, of course, is C-O-N-N-I-E at and then W-H-I-T-M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C dot com or of course you can call me and have a chat and share your your story at 888 732 area code sorry 732-888-1420 of course go to my website com w-h-i-t-m-a-n-a-s-s-o-c and then dot com um also join me on facebook and linkedin i do want to share if you need to talk to Alicia, and I'll give the info again at the end, um, I have known Alicia for a year. We've talked a lot about nutrition. She's made some recommendations. She's awesome to deal with. Again, talks in normal language for people who are like, what the heck are they talking about? Uh, gets that life is busy and that sometimes little steps take us to, you heard it yourself, five years herself. Go to her website at holtrition, um, I'm sorry, her email at holtrition at gmail.com, and I'll spell holtrition, W-H-O-L-E-T-R-I-T-I-O-N, and then at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can call her directly at 732-AREA-CODE-896-6898. So, Alicia, I hope I hope people are, are taking notes and, and developing questions that they can either email, call you, and, and maybe get some insight. And if they choose not to deal with you, you know, you can maybe give them some credentials that nutritionists should have that can help them with these uh, these symptomatic uh, kind of things. So Absolutely. I, so thank you for that. I, I just wanted to, you know, give your info so people have, have a resource. You know, I'm always trying to give resources out there. So, and I just love to hear people's embarrassing stories because, hey, guess what? We all have them. And you know what? We can laugh together. And I think that's always a good thing. <laughs> laughter, is a good, laughter is a good medicine. So It is. With, yes. So with the leaky gut, you said there is no uh, particular test. How do you kind of diagnose that then? Uh, well. I would look at, we would do an elimination diet, look at how many food allergies they have. You can also test for food allergies. Um, And then you could do the stool test to see if you've 
uh, yeast overgrowth or even H. pylori overgrowth. Any of those, either, two, like I said, two or more, definitely would indicate a leaky gut. Really? So yeah. would you start with the stool test that to, to determine, um, again, the yeast overgrowth and any – does it does the, the poop test do, you know, the yeast overgrowth, but does it, it shine a light on a potential um, allergy too? Um, not really. Not okay. really. There is a separate test for, for that, but what I always tell my clients is save your money. <laughs> um, okay. Unfortunately, a lot of these testing, they are out of pocket because insurance okay. companies won't, won't um, cover them because they are functional test, testing. So I tell what's people... Functional, what does, wait, Alicia, what does functional testing mean? I don't, I don't know what that means. So functional testing, well, functional medicine, for instance, that, that's the field I'm in. Um, if you've ever heard of Dr. Mark Hyman or Furman, they're all doctors, but they practice in functional medicine, meaning they get to the root of the problem. So we're huh. in prevention care, and we, get, we see the whole body as a whole and not separate parts. Like when your doctor says, go to the cardiologist or the nephrologist, or no, your body is one part. Your body is a whole, and everything is connected, <laughs> and that's how we treat it. Now, isn't that interesting? You, you, you just said something brilliant, I think, that if only we can have health care from that perspective, all of the other medic, medical medicine, medical stuff, you know, if we could make all doctors functional medicine, I know it'll never happen, but how, that was just very clear to me what you said, that you look at the whole body what concept because you're you're right your heart doesn't work in a silo <laughs> you know right. your heart and your brain are connected to everything within our body and our muscular system and our skeletal system and it really is all connected what a, i just love what you just said wow i hope everybody i hope that resonated with everybody looking at the body as a whole hmm. great concept yes. um so so okay so now the leaky gut when you have two or more of that di- from a diagnostic standpoint, you you do the elimination, you do the little stool sample thing you send out, you know, to test the poop. All of that, I guess that gives you clear information and you really don't need to spend a ton of money on other tests. Correct. Okay. So now food allergies. Do you determine the food allergies through that elimination diet? Yes. Okay, so can you explain that to us? Yes. So there are, it's called the big eight uh, for the the normal food allergies. It's eggs, okay. dairy, peanuts, tree nuts, fish, shellfish, wheat, and soy. Really? Soy too? Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so those are the, the big eight that most people are allergic to. Hmm. And so when people say, like, oh, I may have allergies now, with my clients, uh, I immediately take them off of, I immediately put them on an elimination diet um, because I was finding that some of my clients would have stubborn weight loss, right? And, I, you know, stubborn weight loss really goes hand in hand with food allergies. If you have food allergies that you don't know about and you cannot lose weight, um, I'm telling you, it, it's something. It's something you're eating because what happens is when you keep eating that food, it inflames you. Inflammation huh. is weight gain. Yes. Huh. Everybody's saying, ooh, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny so, that you said that. I was, I was with a client yesterday and we were talking about um, – the one gentleman had a problem with his foot, his knee, and, and now his shoulder is, is aching. And he plays basketball and softball and, and stuff, you know, in his 40s, uh, soon to be 50, dad, you know, the whole thing, working a lot of hours, stress. But he tries to do, you know, these intramural type sports. And I'm like, oh, how's your foot? And he goes, oh, my foot's good now, my knee, my shoulder. And the doctor said to him, I have a feeling it's something you're eating that's in, inflammatory too mm. and it's settling into those joints is, is wow. that kind of yes so I I was surprised that a doctor um kind of diagnosed it as that and 
he he looked at me and I said, well, is it? And he said, probably, it probably is. And he says, you know, I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and I get that. We all like to eat, right? So, of okay. course, tell me this elimination diet. What can people eat? So, like I said, the elimination diet. Now, I don't label myself as a paleo. I know that's okay. another big thing that everyone's going towards. Um, define what that is to weight. Define yeah. what paleo is. Paleolithic way of eating is pretty much caveman. So you're going oh. back to the way we used to eat before convenience, microwaves, etc. Okay. So you're literally sticking to animal proteins. Um, I say fish also because some people don't correlate fish with animal proteins. Mm. Um, nuts and seeds. Um, fruits and vegetables. So that's okay. the premise of, of the plan. So that eliminates every single allergen except for eggs. So I say just don't eat eggs on this plan. You um, do. You allow eggs. No, I, uh, with doing the elimination, it's, uh, it's that kind of approach without eggs. Okay. So you can eat chicken and you can eat fish, but just no shellfish. But you okay. could eat fish, you could eat chicken, turkey, um, that's all fine. You could eat vegetables, except for corn, which isn't really a vegetable. <laughs> right, <laughs> Goes right, out right. the same way it comes in. Um, and you could eat fruit. And then I just tell them, eliminate the nuts. So nuts and eggs are, are eliminated from that, from, that food, from that food diet. Okay. And they do it for about two weeks. And then they start introducing things back one one by one. Uh, so let's say they introduce, you know, on the 15th day, eggs. They see okay. how they feel. I'm a really big person. Like, I need symptoms. I don't care about your weight. I don't care about anything. Give me your symptoms. How is your poop looking, right? <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Uh, it always goes back to the poop. <laughs> goes back to the, always goes back to the poop. It's very, it tells you about your health. Um, right, that's right. So I tell them, are you, you know, were you bloated, gassy, were you, did you get a headache, were you tired, anything like that. And then two days later, they introduce something else. I, so every two days, wait, let me stop you there. Every two days, they introduce a new, like an egg, all those, those eight, those top eight uh, right. allergens. So you add one every one two day. days. I, I would think five days, but two. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it takes about okay. two to three. Um, they could waste three days. Most people do two. Okay. Your body at that point will tell you right away, usually. Mm. It will tell you right Cause away. Because you're, so you're so cleaned out. Exactly. Okay. Um, mm. So your so your inflammation has completely gone down, that when you start putting something inflammatory back into your system, your body will immediately tell you. So mm. I say to give your body a chance to you know, clean out two days, and then introduce something else. But you're done with the egg. So eggs are done once, that's it. And then you go and you introduce maybe cashews or almonds or something like that. See how you feel. Do you stop, do you stop the eggs or can you keep eating the eggs? You stop the eggs. You stop and then you introduce, so you go back to that regular, you know, um, fruits and vegetables and then the right. beef and the, yeah, okay, fish and, and chicken. And then two days later, you, you stop the eggs and then you introduce cashew. Exactly. Okay. All right, go ahead. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, and then you do, you keep doing it until you write down, oh, I maybe ate gluten and I felt like this or I ate dairy and I felt like this. And then you realize you're really learning your body and that's what I teach my clients. They mm-hmm. come to me and they're, I always say I'm not a weight loss specialist. <laughs> Don't come to me wanting to lose five pounds. That is not my, that's not what I do. Um, mm-hmm. I am very big on, we need to learn your body and it takes time. But once you learn your body, that key mm-hmm. will click and weight loss mm-hmm. will happen. Because sure. I never understood why weight loss and health were two separate categories. If you're healthy, your body will, will know what weight you're supposed to be at. <laughs> Mhm. Absolutely. And your body knows what it needs to feel exactly. strong, not fatigued, not bloating, not gassy, all of those things. So you're really, we need to stop and what you're saying is test our body so that we take the time to listen to what works, what doesn't work. 
Right. And that's, I like that you said, listen to your body because most people don't know how to listen to your body, but your body does speak to you. It really Mm. does. And it will tell you if it does not like something. And we are so on the go and we Uh don't even stop to eat anymore. We just eat on the go in the car. And I, if there's one thing that, if there's anything that someone will get out of this, sit down and eat your food and chew your food and really um, have that process because when we scarf our food down, our bodies cannot digest that, those food particles. So you literally have a mouth and teeth for a reason. You need to chew, chew, chew until you've pre-digested your food enough so you could swallow. Your body doesn't have a lot of work to do to digest it because you've mm-hmm. already pre-digested it, digested it for, for your body. It makes it a lot easier for you. So that is another reason why people become gassy and bloated. They don't, they don't sit down and eat a meal and chew their food. They are just scarfing their meal down. They're not even tasting it, and they're just doing what they need to do. So, and, and what you're saying, too, is with that pre-digesting the food as you chew, the saliva helps also break down the food mm-hmm. to that pre-digestive manner, right? Then when we swallow it and it's in the stomach, not only is it filled with the saliva doing what it's supposed to do, but those smaller pieces, it's easier for our body to work, to break Right, down. because when you are not chewing as much, when you chew your 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 self, your saliva uh, produces digestive enzymes, which helps you break down your food. Yes. See, I know everybody's listening saying, hmm, I do a couple of those things wrong. <laughs> right. I know I do. So, <laughs> yes, that's... That's interesting. All right, let's take one more break, and then we have about 14 minutes. Uh, I'd like you to, just for people listening, kind of things they should start eating. Definitely, I think we talked about a lot of the avoidance things they should eat, if you could give, like, a quick list. And then can you give a, a, leak, a, a short sample menu? Because I, I know me. I'm Like, tell me what you want me to eat. So if, if um, you could give a sample menu, like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that would be great too, okay? Absolutely. All right, so let's take one quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll, we'll wrap up with that. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back. We are with Alicia Lazan. She is my nutrition expert, truly, truly. And when we say nutrition expert, she really uh, is able to help us with the bloating and the gas and the fatigue that I I think most of us feel um, in this very fast-paced world that we live in. So, Alicia, share with us, again, just go through the foods that are good for us. And then if you could, again, slowly go through the foods that we really should avoid. Um, and then that sample menu, I think that'll at least give people some tangible things. And then I want to give your contact information um, at the end so that people can reach out to you, Skype with you, whatever it is, um, to help them specifically with their situation, okay? Sure. So let's talk about the foods to try to avoid. Um, we were talking about the eight possible allergens that people mm-hmm. could be dealing with. Uh, the biggest things for for me are soy, wheat, and and dairy. Okay. Those are the three biggest things I think that people really should try if they can to avoid most of the time. Okay. Um, I did have I do have a few clients that um were still not feeling great and they were not losing weight and we found out it was an egg allergy. Wow. So if you're able to eliminate eggs for a week, I would say try that as well. 
Is it weak enough to see a difference in how you feel? It usually is. I mean, you'll start noticing a difference okay. if you're not, you know, if you're not going to the bathroom or stomach cramps um, as much. I try and say two weeks, but sometimes okay. it is hard for people. Yeah. And I would definitely say at least one week, at least. Okay. But okay. two weeks would be key. And the other thing, again, like you said before, really, really observe any symptoms or or symptoms going away. Do you recommend like a journal every day, what they did eat, didn't eat, that kind of thing to keep track? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that's important um, because my client, I just had a client today actually, she was like, I'm very gassy. And I said, well, that's not normal. <laughs> and unfortunately, people think that's normal because they're always gassy. So I told, let me look at your book. And I went through and she wrote down when she felt gassy and I saw what she ate and we linked it. So I think that's very wow. important. Yeah, I think yeah. it's very important for people to start writing down what they eat and what their symptoms are associated with that or, the, you know, how they feel that day. I think that's okay. crucial. Excellent. And then what really should everybody be eating every day? Like what are those, you kind of hit on that a little bit. Again, I hope people are writing this down. So what would be good foods to help with the bloating, fatigue, and gas? Okay. So most people um, do fine with with animal protein. Like I said, you know, chicken, um, fish, turkey, and then vegetables what I would stay away from is like corn or any peas um those tend to be inflammatory um salmon is really great if you could add salmon into your diet twice a week it's really healthy fat and creates that anti-inflammatory response wow so twice a week salmon yeah even three I mean even three times a week would be great really wow okay yeah um no, it's okay. So I'm writing notes. That's why I, <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to keep interrupting. I'm like, ooh, let me write that down. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, I'm a big proponent of juicing. <laughs> I really? love juicing. So if you can incorporate, like, I don't know, two juices a week, even now, a juice a juice is different than a smoothie. So you have to get a juicer that separates the pulp and the distilled liquid. And you okay. drink the liquid. So a green juice is very anti-inflammatory. You put a little ginger, lemon, cucumber, kale, spinach. Um, throw that through your juicer and make a nice green mm. juice. That's mm. really anti-inflammatory. Say that one more time. I got I got lemon, cucumber, and spinach. Can you give me the other ones you said? Uh, a little ginger. Ginger, okay. You could put like ginger root. Ginger root. Yep, ginger root. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can put celery. Oh, celery. I like celery. Celery's almost sweet in its taste. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's really good. So, um, and like any any greens, like collards or kale. Okay. So the juicing, we're going to do the lemon, cucumber, spinach, ginger root, celery, kale, collards, anything green. And then I would think that the celery, lemon, um, and the ginger kind of give it that little maybe sweetness. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sort of. Uh, okay. It sort of gives you that break from all the green. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. How about an apple in the juice? Yeah, you could do, I would just put in half an apple. Okay. Again, it, I think the apple kind of sweetens it up a little bit. So now, how about uh, fruits and vegetables on a daily basis? What's your recommendation? So vegetables for me are, you could do that unlimited. And oh, unlimited. Fruit. Hmm. Um, and then fruit, I mean, I do a few servings a day. You could do, you know, two to three servings of fruit a day. Um, and people are always like, I can eat bananas. And people are like scared of bananas. And it gets this really bad rap. And I'm like, I've never known anyone who, who's gotten sick or fat off a banana. <laughs> really? I don't, can I tell you, I don't ever eat bananas. Really? Oh, they're fabulous, yeah. and they have a lot of health benefits to them. Yes. I, so, all right. So that's good to know. Now, my other question is, as in regard to the the, the foods, Bert, and then you're going to do the menu in a minute. But I, the foods, do you? I know you're also big with the organic, correct? Yes. Yes and no. Yes, but 
Okay. I know people. I know people can't afford it usually. Mhm. So for me, the best thing is really local. If you can oh. find local produce, that for me is like the first best thing, and then the next best thing is actually organic. Um, okay. Most of these local farms, they don't. They just cannot afford to call themselves organic. You have to pay. You have to pay a fee. But just make sure you ask them, do you use pesticides? And most of them really don't, but they just cannot call themselves organic. So for me, that's, yeah, that's okay. That's see, I would never think to ask my local, uh, you know, stands and and little farms that are locally if they use pesticides. I would just never think that. Isn't that funny? So that is another Mm -hmm. good little tidbit. So now menu, tell us what is, would you recommend breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Again, I hope everybody's writing this down. Go ahead. So for a sample menu, if you really want to kind of kill some three, like three birds with one stone and, and the yeast overgrowth, the, the leaky gut, the food allergies, um, first off, I like to start off with lemon, warm water and lemon. When you wake up, it just kind of gets your digestive system going, cleans you out, stabilizes your blood sugars. Um, hmm. And then for, for breakfast, you could have like an apple with a little bit of almond butter, or hmm. you can even make a green juice. That would be a great breakfast. Hmm. Yeah, I love almond. I love I love almond butter with with apple. I think that's so delicious to dip it in. It's delish. Almond butter, oh, it's like so a good. table a tablespoon of almond a butter. A tablespoon. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, lunch. For lunch would be like a grilled chicken with zucchini and it's bok choy. But bok, bok choy is bok choy is like uh, a green. It's really healthy. Um, you find it in any supermarket. I think it's like a Japanese celery or something. It's really good. Uh, okay. But you could just do like zucchini or you could do a little of asparagus, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. works. Anything green. Anything. We love green. Okay. <laughs> yep. Love green. Um, we go green here. How <laughs> <Yeah>. about dinner? <laughs> uh, dinner could be salmon with, uh, again, sauteed green. Uh, you could do kale, kale or uh spinach or some butter lettuce anything and just steam mm. them up a little bit don't don't wilt them because if you wilt them that kind of changes the nutrient status but so you want you lightly crunchy. yeah lightly steam uh okay. makes it very digestible and you eat with some salmon maybe some carrots carrots are really good um mm. and that's just like a very basic see we're back to basics nothing fancy nothing crazy mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. a back to basics kind of food plan I love it. I love it. I, I think you've just given us so, so much um, information and so many things to think about. And it's funny because we talk about nutrition and we talk about exercise, which I I know exercise is equally important. And I know you have a whole workout thing that you do um, that's killer. And it yes. works and it's great. But you, you do. You have to get the, the body moving and all of those things. The critical thing here is, though, that it's I, I think everything you describe is simple. Just keep it simple, basic and simple without, we just make, I think we just make our lives too complicated sometimes. So mm-hmm. I, I thank you for all of this information. I, again, want to share with everyone, we're out of time, so I, I just want to share with everyone um, how to reach you, of course, to discuss the, um, the things we talked about. So I hope you guys have enough information to combat the three fabulous topics of bloating, fatigue, and my favorite gas uh, by making those simple changes that Alicia just talked about. I hope you took some notes, and I I hope you wrote down the sample menu. It's something to springboard from, uh, again, just some basic information. Email her at holtrition at gmail.com. So it's W-H-O-L-E-T-R-I-T-I-O-N at gmail. Her direct number is 732-896-6898. Again, I'll say it one more time, 732-896-6898. Her website, www.holtritionwellness.com. And her Facebook, um, join her on Facebook as well. Alicia, you share uh, like tidbits and information on Facebook as well, right? I do. It's actually um, whole, it's just holtrition.com. Holtrition Wellness is my wellness center. But my nutrition, if they want just my nutrition, uh, it's just holtrition.com. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Okay. No so problem. www.holtrition.com. <laughs> Facebook, yes. they can reach you at facebook.com backslash holtrition. Is that correct? Yes. 
Okay, awesome. All right, Alicia, thank you again for uh, being on the show, sharing all of, you know, your wisdom and just simple ideas and really for defining for us some of these things that probably are going wrong inside of our guts and we don't even know they're, it's talking to us and we're not very good listeners. So thank you for helping us with that as well. I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves with our food diets. So we all embrace change. And again, in Alicia's case, she talked about the five years. Hopefully it doesn't take us five years, but it, it really is a lifelong, a lifelong thing that we, we really need to embark on. Um, thank you again, Alicia, for being the, my awesome, very informative guest. Thank you for talking in normal language. <laughs> I can no understand problem. it, and I'm sure many others can. Uh, all you guys, thank you so much for joining me. You've been listening to Architects of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Have a great week, and please make that those little changes we talked about today. Report back. Let me know how you're feeling. Thanks, and have a wonderful, exciting, and happy week. Bye. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change,